Good whatever, everybody. It's time for another edition of the Jaded Eye Film Reviews Podcast. It's not that I don't love our little talks, it's just I don't love them. It's the Jade and I Film Reviews <laughs> Podcast. Good whatever, Jim. Good whatever, Alex. It's been a while, hasn't it's it? It's been a while, but we're back again. Can you even remember what the last film was that we reviewed? The, we put on the podcast? No. I mean, I guess it was a Marvel film. Inception, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe the uh, A-Team. The A-Team, I remember that podcast definitely came out. Recently, <laughs> we were just talking about it. One fables. One from the archives. One sadly lost from the archives. But anyway, enough about that. We're here today with a brand new film. It's only just come out and we've been to see it already. That's right, it's hot, it's sunny, it's the middle of summer. And we are uh, shut in a nice, cold, air-conditioned cinema, almost alone, watching Thor 4, Thor Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. But before we get to that, we've got a, a huge amount of trailers. Thank goodness. Because I haven't been to the cinema in ages. They're all new. They're all, I mean, they're all new to us today, at least. <laughs> they'll, the all have, they'll all have been and gone by the time we record another one. But we've got to, you've got we'll to roll the dice on uh, which Thor film that opening quote came from. I thought it was Thor 2. It was Thor 2! The be- the, A.K.A. the best <laughs> A.K.A. Thor. the one that, to remind <laughs> anybody listening, that you wrongly suggest is a good film. But, uh, you know, that caveat born I mean, in mind for your future opinions of this film. I think it's a great film. film. <laughs> with, with, um, who, who, which, uh, dour northerner was the bad guy now? <laughs> you mean Christopher Eccleston's magnetic performance? Didn't he do... Malekith? Malekith, yeah. Malekith? And in, in, in the interviews, in the press junkets... Where he basically said, I'm a jobbing actor, I do whatever pays, I don't really care about this stuff, whatever, who cares? You know? Well, you know, the MC, that was before the MCU became the juggernaut it is. Maybe he's regretting it He probably it now. regrets that. I mean, didn't yeah. he say the same thing about Doctor Who and miss out on that gold mine? Yeah, I mean, it could be, he's just a grumpy <laughs> sod who doesn't get on with anyone, I don't know. But, I mean, it's pure speculation on, on behalf of... Um, Have you been speaking to the lawyers this week? Heckles face. Are you feeling better? <laughs> Better prepared in, for avoiding such trouble. Wasn't he the... What, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie film. with That's his a, biggest film credit. He was, he was the carpenter bad guy and that right. he made chairs or something. I don't know. That's the If we give the bad guy some weird hobby, that's the same as giving him a character sort of thing. Delroy Lindo was in that as well. Do you think that... Wow, we are bouncing around the yeah. famous names, aren't only we? Because, is this going to get you back to the MCU eventually? Only because I wanted to mention that Delroy Lindo is British. Did you know that? Right. No, no I did way not. I would have thought that ever. I mean, apparently he moved out to like New Jersey when he was a kid, so so it doesn't, doesn't actually sound. count. Doesn't count. Okay, fine. But technically, what, what is he in this film? He's not in this film, but right. I, I hold out hope that Delroy Lindo will be in every film. In, in Thor Five, could be. He could, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's great. In he wasn't even in any of the trailers we saw, was he? Is Who, he Delroy still... Lindo? Yes. No. Is he still alive? He's fine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got a new film coming out. You spoke out to him yesterday. Very recently, or, or soon. Any minute now. Any minute now, yeah. yeah. Is that the name of the action you action franchise? <laughs> any minute, minute now. <laughs> starring Delroy Lindo. That was... Surely starring <laughs> Jason Statham. It's the and... sequel to Gone in 60 Seconds. It wasn't actually Gone in 60 Seconds, but any minute now. <laughs> 
And the third one in the series is called Wait, wait, no, I'm, I'm sure he'll be here uh, In another si- another 60 How seconds How has he not been in a Fast and Furious? And then eventually How has he not actually... been a random fixer? Exactly And then eventually it turns out that it all weaves into the is 48 actually... hours cinematic universe <laughs> Is he actually a lot, lot older than we think it is? He's, he, he's and we no haven't seen him chicken. since what? But, Ooh, you know, neither Sam Jackson, so... <laughs> You know, let's not let's not go ruling people oh, out because see. they're old. Delroy Lindon should turn up in the in the DC universe it and be, be. be the DC universe's Samuel Jackson. Well, so I mean, like slightly we lower might rent. as well perfectly segue into the first trailer. We do have a lot to get which through, which is the knockoff Marvel universe, <laughs> the um, the DC universe. Oh no, wait, no, actually, this reference comes this is up the in DreamWorks the second DC. DC. Universe. This is a weird one. But what was the? What is the film? The is film's it just called, called Super Pets. It's just called literally Super just Pets. called Super Pets. That so this is, is a, would be a Warner Brothers Animation Studios. I mean, it looks like it's DreamWorks, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got a lot of very famous people in it for not entirely a- clear why. AKA, it's the cheap Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first of two Dwayne the Rock Johnson film trailers did, we need to review today. Did, yeah, and there's quite a lot of crossover, isn't there? Because it sounded like. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but who who voices Superman in this? Oh John, no, no, it's John Krasinski. We, we, did you office. really think they got back? Um, no, but it sounded Henry a little Chabelle. bit like Will Arnett, who voices Lego Batman right. for Warner Animation Studios. And I was like, I mean, they obviously don't care about having Dwayne Johnson as everyone in the DCEU. <laughs> But surely they can't just be plugging people around between Warner Brothers animation. Well, they films. don't care about who they have as the voice of Batman. Right, because and it's... Can you believe it's Keanu Reeves? No. The, 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 the one, the no. part he was born to play. Oh, good grip. But why would you do... I don't... Okay, what makes sense about this trailer? Here's a clue, nothing. What makes sense is that Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson wanted to make another film together. <laughs> I mean... And DC yeah. have given them some money. Or it was a floundering film with very little direction or point, and they got Dwayne the Rock Johnson and or Kevin Hart, and they said, "I can get Kevin Hart and or Dwayne the Rock Johnson." And at that point, it doesn't matter. Are you what sure it, was. it wasn't? I can they get Dwayne. The, I can get Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and apparently Kevin Hart comes along <laughs> as well. No, sorry. I think, no, I think if you look at the figures, nobody is going to say no to that pairing because they right. always make money. Ah. Whether you like them or not, every single thing they're in together makes money regardless of its scope or budget. Like the Jumanji things, they were the highest grossing film for whichever studio that was for that year. Um, Miramax, one of the dead dead ones. You know, a real feel-good story out of the Weinstein (laughs) company there. Um, And and so... Was it a rough year for Warner? Who? I don't know. it's what these are pets, but so they're also one, super one of the, right. So one of them is Crypto the Superdog, very well-known superhero super pet. I mean, in the realm of well-known super pets, there's him and what Comet the Super Horse that's secretly in love with Supergirl, and elects to remain a horse so that he can be near her. Kind of, well, okay. <clears throat> do we need to hold up and delve deeper into that, or do we need to just move on by and pretend you never said anything? All I'm going to say is, if that interested you, Google has a world of Comet the Superhorse and the implications thereof, and I'd prefer it was never mentioned again. Fine. Okay. Well, conspicuous by his absence in this trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. For good reason, every, if you know. Every other pet in the film seems to start off as a normal animal. Right. Although it is right. suggested that Kevin Hart is 
Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, but I've seen another trailer for Possibly. this. It's I'm not sure good that you can't pick up from this is, trailer what the hell's going on. He is supposed on. to be Batman's dog. He is eventually <clears throat> because Batman adopts him from the dog pound. Right. Whether okay. that's before or after As he in gets his fight for justice, I don't know. Because then this trailer suggested some kind of meteor crashes down and infects the various pets with superpowers. And the pets so include a squirrel, which, no is, longer on which is not a pet that has ever been kept by any human, <laughs> much less locked up in a dog pound, because, I mean, if they're going to start caging squirrels, they're going to have a lot of squirrels. Also, why would you do that to squirrels? <laughs> and a pig, and, yep. a, and I don't know, that's all there are for pets, so like five more dogs, I guess. <laughs> well, if it is a dog pound, that makes more sense. It, it wouldn't make sense there why there's a pig else. and a squirrel in there, but yeah, okay. Is one of them a cat? Do we get Catwoman's cat? I presume one will be a cat. Right. Just for, you know, cover up four quadrants filmmaking. Didn't see it in the trailer, though. No. Maybe maybe, they're, maybe you're not allowed to show it. Maybe that's the secret reveal. One of the dogs <laughs> is actually... Uh, look, a there's no point disguise. to this film. Keanu Reeves is playing Batman. What? There is no point to this film. Keanu slash Batman was not in the trailer, right? At any Not point. in this one. There I'm was sure I've seen a shot one. of Superman? Yes, he was, in the, he was near the start. Yeah. And then it's suggested that he gets trapped, presumably by Lex Luthor. Right. Who's being voiced by Mark Maron. Now, that is oh, a good okay. bit of casting. Fair I don't enough. immediately think, I'm sorry, what? When I read that. Unlike... <laughs> Unlike <laughs> everything else we have read so yeah, far well, okay. about yeah, this that's, film. That's fair, that's fair. Jesse Eisenberg not not returning to that role <laughs> that he made so famous with his weird... Well, I mean, as we can see, there's quite a lot of conspicuous by their absence. I don't think this is in the official DCU universe. I don't see how it could be. How could it possibly be? I'd love it if there's one incredibly frail, frustrated producer trying to knit it together and figure out how he can get a cameo of crypto into Aquaman 2. Or or get, um, he's like, why don't we just draw Black Adam in this scene? We've already got Dwayne Johnson. And just get going, him to no, no, record no. more lines. We can't, we can't afford it. That's too roll. That's too checks. He's already, he's already taking 70% of the gross. It's not like they, they draw it beforehand. Get him to read the lines and then do it in post. Wait, why am I suddenly calling myself Adam? Don't worry about it. Crypto's in disguise. It's a scene where, yes, it's a scene where he goes in disguise as another superhero. Hi. Uh, so it's Jermaine about, Clement is in it. Okay. As cool. Aquaman. Odd. I mean, every decision. Ben Schwartz is in it without a credit. Nice. Kate McKinnon is in it as, as Sonic the Hedgehog, as Lulu, who I hope is one of the animals and not an incredibly obscure DC <laughs> villain or DC hero. Possibly. Who knows? It's I mean, they don't have any women, so Olivia Wilde as Lois Lane. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. It didn't. I don't. Looks I mean, terrible. Presumably, it's for kids, but apart from just going, and maybe this is all you need, right? It's superpowered pets. Go buy the toys. The, the, the isn't that isn't that it? Super, it's superpowered pets. Go buy a toy of them. The secret life of, of pets really screwed us with Louis C.K. <laughs> being the star of the first one. Um, so now we're going to have to try other pet angles. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I hate this. All of it. Everything about it. Ever. It's due out in the end of July. So a- and I've got to be honest. Hope we'll never speak of it again. The. The Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson pairing makes me less likely to watch it, not more. You know? But given what you've said, does that mean it's more likely to make money? Yeah. Yeah, of course it 
Enough for a sequel? Uh, no. Enough for an official place in the DCEU? Enough for a spin-off Netflix series where all of the voices are done by other people? Yes. (laughs) But then, I mean, you know, even the boss baby got that. Right, so do you want to continue in order? Do you want to get the other DC film out of the way? Um, Ah, well, dealer's choice. All right, Ticket to Paradise. Oh, yes, I wrote uh, Mamma Mia 3. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the story uh, of old people who would like to feel relevant. Told you that this was from the makers of Mamma Mia. No, it's because the story was, hey, you remember Mamma Mia and you remember the, the... Best exotic marigold hotel. Do you remember being old? And would you like something to pander to the idea that you're always right about it? Would everything? you like to be reminded that George Clooney is now considered old? Is that I mean, the sh- that's the <clears throat> real tragedy of this trailer? Well, they do. You know, people 10, 15 years older than us, of course they do, because then they go, well, I could look like him. He's the same age as me. Probably pretty sure I am the George Clooney of me. Um, <laughs> So this is a pile of horse shit uh, designed to be injected into the nostalgia veins of 55-year-olds whose kids are just on the cusp of going out into life and making their own terrible choices that assures them... Have left for university? Yeah, exactly. Empty nesters who remember from when they were able to go to the cinema the names Julia Roberts and George Clooney because those are the only two they bother like naming. Do you think they asked Richard Gere? And he, and he turned them down, or he's actually a lot older than I think he might be. I think, I think that they n- pitched it to Clooney, not expecting him to take it. Right. Okay. But the weird thing is, apart from the whole Mamma Mia, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, you know, this is just porn for old people nonsense. I got a vibe. Aspirational. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> I, I, a gentle, harmless, I mean, you know, harmless in that it'll end up being fine, not harmless in the toxic display of these two characters, but no doubt 90 plus percent of the film where they eventually apologise for being complete shits and expect everyone to forgive them immediately and completely for that. That aside, yes, they may be forgetting the George Clooney vehicle that propelled him, well not him to an Oscar, but at least the writers to an Oscar, which was The Descendants, which is the other thing that's kind of gave me vibes of. of Wasn't that more serious? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a dramedy, whereas this looks like a farce. This is a gentle comedy, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be anywhere near as serious, but the vibe is the same. Is that just George George Clooney slipping into... Yeah, George Clooney slipping into older guy role that he kind of doesn't care about. George Clooney wearing that kind of shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's a okay. good, good reference for, a, for an audio <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Did you not know we've gone to YouTube? Oh, really? That's I, love, I, thought, I thought you were aware, thanks to that <laughs> spectacular shirt you're wearing. I'd like to uh, <clears throat> just uh, take a minute to talk about the various mobile games <laughs> that are sponsoring this. So, Have you considered getting a VPN? <laughs> <laughs> so then you can watch any of the fine Netflix shows mm, from across the world. Absolutely. Are they sponsoring us yet? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, fine. And I think they're taking steps to ban VPN access as well. <laughs> I thought you were saying they're taking steps to ban us. To ban us, yeah. We are not legally allowed to mention Netflix. We're why so Netflix are losing money. That lengthy court battle that you're not supposed to mention until I it's see. concluded. Until we win. Yeah, well, we won't now. 
but never mind, never mind. All right, fine. We're not very interested in Ticket for Paradise. It's is not it for us. No, that's true. It's for our we, we like to think we're not that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't have as much energy as them, certainly. <laughs> I'm not as rich or as good-looking or able to go to the luxurious yeah, You're not expecting your daughter's wedding to be in Hawaii. I'm or not the... expecting to pay for it, wherever it is. <laughs> I'll go along. You know, this is, what, Do Bali or something like that? Do we attempt to sort out the plot? They are... Julia, Julia Roberts, divorced. Yeah, Julia Roberts and George Clooney are divorced. They're both somehow on the same plane to go out to see their daughter, presumably not knowing that they would both be going at the same time, because her daughter is in Bali and has met someone who she intends to marry on very short notice, and they are there to ruin it because they always know better, and she's throwing away her life, and therefore it is their solemn duty to um, not talk to her. Do you her think they're going to be successful? Her. Uh, no, I mean, wouldn't it be spectacular if, if the film went? I'm really glad yeah. I didn't make that you know horrendous what, mistake. Dad, you were right, and they're like, holiday yes. romances just, you know, always <laughs> fade away. Yes, we did know. We were right. You're welcome. <laughs> We've turned your that, room into a gym because that would feed into the. That you myth. can't move back. <laughs> Go back to your zero hours job out in Bali. Yes. No, I mean, it'll, it, it'll come to, oh, wait, maybe we should let her choose after all. And maybe this guy, we were just judging him without getting to know him. And she really will be happy with him after all. And maybe we should never have got divorced because we only hate each other because we loved each other so much. And really, let's give it another crack. Uh. We've, got, we've got some news. We're going to have a, a second wedding service at the same time as yours, daughter. Yes! And also, Let's we suspect a there's a little wedding. sister on the way. Or Big even... news! <laughs> 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 how it yes. Or, or, yeah, or, or it'll be... Got oh, very drunk actually, you dancing were. to rock this town. <laughs> Somebody somewhere has said, you know, we can't lean on cliche forever. And they go, okay, fine. They decide that they're going to take it slower and they're not going to have the wedding right now. And then Julia Roberts and George Clooney, you know, and they go, but we've, we've already put the deposit in. We'll lose so much money. And they go, don't worry. You've already got some rings. We we'll can... have it as a second wedding. It's all about us. Old people are relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike us, we're not old. Right. Yes, of course. All Young relevant. Kids. kids. <laughs> So, but we move out of a film for young people just like us. Yes. Bros. Yeah. I'm kind of 50 50 on this. It is, I mean, look, the, when it comes up with the from the people who brought you this and that and the other, like the maths is absolutely two plus two equals four. It is what? The director of Bad Neighbours and other thing, the producers of Bridesmaids. Wasn't the 40 year old virgin reference? And the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. And uh, it's called Bros. And it's about, it's basically a gay romantic comedy about a curmudgeonly, uh, what's his, what's the guy's name? Aaron, Steve, possibly? Uh, the main actor guy. Narrow it down, there are not many named characters oh. in this. Well, I thought I recognised him from something. I thought it was Billy, uh, Billy on the street, but no. Billy yeah, it's Billy Eichner, yeah. Billy Eichner playing Bobby. Yeah. Is he not the main character? I thought he was the main character. Curmudgeonly homosexual, getting older... Uh, doesn't want to be in a couple, then falls for a very muscular, possibly slightly younger man. And it's the story of their uh, amusing romantic comedy relationship trials and tribulations Mm. of, you know, he didn't ever want to be a person in a relationship. And then, of course, 
falls head over heels in love with this guy and they're in a relationship and then you know the usual romantic comedy stuff of oh and then they break up and then presumably they get back together at the end do you uh, suspect everyone's gay. after the second third you know the after two thirds of the film they'll have a dramatic break up yeah of course will he run to an airport and then uh, or, the equivalent or a of, beach it'll be yeah the, the you know it doesn't have to be running to the airport security before someone goes through but there will be that scene you know okay he'll show up at the big parade or the football game or they make a point of the guy being like much more sporty than 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 billy's character and so something that he'll turn up at a sports game wearing the team's jersey having never like i mean fine it's a standard rom-com formula but everyone in it is 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 um non heterosexual i'm just waiting for you to try and find well there's a i think you know there's at least some of the people that are in a think it's a wholly gay thruple i can't remember now uh, this is the bit where you point out we're not the old people who enjoyed the last film so we understand all of these modern relationship types I, and fine i mean you know i salute the idea i'm not suggesting that, you have a problem with them no. i'm suggesting you understand them no, so can explain i can, it to I me. can name them yes absolutely <laughs> so you're now, so on the edge of culture cis het ex Huh. Hang on, I know this one. Um, and that's fine. In fact, it's a pretty good idea as a high concept thing. Mm. The problem is romantic comedies are 99% shit. So is the chance that this is going to be actually good it's very, very low? But yes. That's not because the characters are non-traditional sexualities. It's because this type of film is usually shit. It's got a good isn't chance. It, isn't it the next step after we saw things like, um, was it Bridesmaids? Yeah. Where you went, we've seen this film a thousand times before with a bunch of blokes being immature idiots. Yeah. And it's still terrible, but because it's a bunch of women being immature idiots, that's progress. It, yes, and but, so also, now, but also Bridesmaids. We've seen the rom-com a thousand times. Yeah. And it could work. Like, Billy Eichner, it can be really funny. Mm. It all depends, but, uh, actually, isn't on the there, production. Isn't it good that there are, they can have a go at making a terrible film yeah, like this? I, I, and it doesn't yeah. have to be the greatest film ever made, and they'll never make another film like it again. Well, I mean, that's the problem, <clears throat> I fear, is it has to do well, because the idea that a uh, non-heterosexual-focused romantic comedy got made, I would feel that if it doesn't do well, your chances of ever right. making another one You think there's so massive the, pressure the, on it to succeed. On its shoulders, yeah, to succeed. And, and you know, as I said, there's no reason why anything to do with the sexuality of the protagonist would affect whether it can succeed or not. The danger is, regardless of everything else, most of these, like even just comedy films in general, mm. most of them are bad. And even from the ones they quoted... You know, those people, sure, 40-year-old virgin and bridesmaids and the ones that they were happy to let you know about yeah. were good or okay. Those same people have produced some real clunkers. And it, and it, you know, by all means... But have if it's a, from the backing go. of those people, then they can make a clunker. And they can make going. one, but mm. nobody else will get to make one unless this one is it does well. And that's, you know, that maybe, maybe mm. that shouldn't be on their shoulders. And so mm. they just get to go, hey, you know what, we're just making a film... Like it or don't, I mean, we don't I care. hate to break to you, but I think there've been other romantic comedies, even after the shit ones. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not. I'm not speaking as the fair and rational mind of someone who recognises, you know, how society is becoming diverse. <laughs> but the mean spirited and lunatic thought, mind. Of... I thought you were young. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's me. That's me. Right. I'm thinking in the mindset You're... of a evil Hollywood producer. You know. <laughs> 
you have such an affinity for both the youth and the old. It's, un- it's uncanny. You're cross-generational. It's uncanny how I can slip into the mind of a cynical idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and not a young gay 20-something it's, in New York. Exactly, exactly. Is that also a mindset you can happily adopt? It's, you know... I, mean, in that, I have to say, but in that shirt. I'm all things in <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, that said, I... It didn't look great. It didn't look but great. There were one or two things that did make me giggle. I and and I'll be it. honest, I'm more likely to watch it when they go, oh, it's a romantic comedy with gay people instead. And you go, do you know what? At least that's something I haven't seen. Right. Before. Okay. I don't know whether I will be in the minority I, I wondered there. what your reasoning was going to be there. But <laughs> I'm curious to how they... No. No. <laughs> Not the point. It did feel like a lot of the extraneous characters were horrendously caricatured, but mm, that's the other. Danger. I think that's a romantic comedy thing, not a Maybe. specific to this film thing. But also, the best romantic I'm comedies. Unlike the best friends of the couple in a romantic comedy, often get usually. Oh, in which oh, case, in this I film, they usually awful. They've decided yeah. to go extra, extra gay, <laughs> yeah. extra gay, extra caricatured. I don't know. It felt. <clears throat> but also, don't the best romantic comedies only actually work? when um, you have like something true and from the heart in them like, right yeah uh, the you know the nerdiness of the 40 year old virgin comes through or or um, when it's actually reflected when it's made by the people who it's talking about and I don't know the the sexual orientations of the producers and directors no. and things that they were talking about but I suspect you're also in danger of somebody saying, if you go too far saying this is what it's like, then people can very easily take exception and go, wow, you just, you're not, you know, you who are you to write these yes. characters? Yes. <clears throat> I, and I, the alternative I, is you go for the Paul Feig <clears throat> approach where you go, you people are funny, just do funny. <laughs> and that can definitely work, a la Bridesmaids, or that can definitely suck, a la Ghostbusters. I was going to say, are you about to besmirch Ghostbusters? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if this is positive or not, but the director and the lead actor are the only two people with writing credits. Okay. Now, that right. would suggest it, at least it is some kind of passion yeah. project. I would seem I, they have a lot... That would suggest they have a lot in more invested in it than if they were just, you know, jobbing actor, jobbing yeah. director. I'd be, I'm, so that I'd would be suggest there's more, more to that. positive. Now, okay, maybe it's, hey, we know the gays. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'd be that much, seems unlikely. I, I'm I don't much, know. I'm I don't much know more positive... Than that. Knowing that Billy Eichner is is one of the writers uh, because he's funny, he's a good comedian anyway. What do you know him from? Outside um, he of... does he does a sort of he um... he's in the Angry Birds movie. Yes, yeah, but I mean, you know, not particularly. And he's fine in it. Um, he's best known for segments on late night TV where he does he Billy in, on the Street. Right, he was in Bar- Parks and Rec, apparently. Yeah, Parks and Rec a little bit doing a sort of caricature of the same kind of person he's never shouting basically shouting and being very selfish and angry in a very funny way okay well that's credit didn't suggest that that was his role yeah this one um maybe that's the twist in the final third (laughs) it's just an arsehole to people (laughs) uh romantic comedy where the main character is an unrepentant selfish jerk (laughs) it could work i think that's called dr strange right due out uh, late october Late October, that's... So, plenty of time. Uh, Avoiding the silly season of summer. I guess. Just in time Os- for half-term. Oscar season. <laughs> for half-term. Okay, should we move back to the DC universe? Since yeah, we said I there's suppose. at least two DC films this year. Oh, I suppose. 
Right, so, Black Adam. Hmm. This has taken a while, hasn't it? It's taken a long time to get get going. This is our second DC film, our second Dwayne The Rock Johnson trailer. Speaking of passion projects, if you believe his Facebook, this would be one of his been going on for so long, I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't involved with the production of it, which is never a good sign. If you you believe in something, don't put your own money into it. Everything he's currently advertising (laughs) is generally his passion project. Oh, I thought you were going to say, generally involved production company. (laughs) But, um, hmm, hmm. Yeah, so, hmm? Definitely going for this is the dark and brooding DC, not like that light, colourful fun <laughs> you've seen in those other films. This it's, guy is an anti-hero. Can you no imagine? It's no Aquaman. Can you imagine? <laughs> so dark and brooding, they had to put other colourful heroes in at the start that we've never seen in any DC films. <laughs> and nobody cares about. Nobody cares about the Atom. Nobody cares about Hawkman. Nobody cares about these characters. Um, Surely everyone cares about Doctor Fate. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Only because it's Pierce Brosnan. Only because it's Pierce Brosnan. With an excellent moustache and beard combo. And a terrible accent. So, <laughs> you know, that's a winner, if nothing else. Yeah. But Pierce Brosnan, dare I say, has been phoning it in for years at this point. I mean, what was that? Well, no, it probably doesn't count. All right, that. so when What's did Pierce Brosnan ever not phone it in? Sorry. Um, he did the uh, the more modern Thomas Crown affair with Rene Russo, and that was real good. And that was him phoning it in. No, he wasn't. That, that's his in. natural posture. He was in The World's End. Everything seems very straightforward to him. <laughs> he was in The World's End. Is that, that a sequel right? to The World Is Not Enough? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the Thomas Crown affair, he had to go to a black tie thing, and he had his uh, collar. Don't open. tell everyone knows the Bond story, because <laughs> you're not allowed to. Anyway, it was really it should be white tie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> would you Would you like a minute to explain the Bond contract in detail to our listeners? You're not allowed to wear a tuxedo in any other film while you're under contract to play Bond. So he had to wear an unbuttoned shirt with no tied bow tie as a way around it which there you go there we go you know you know um, yeah but I mean will he be in it was there any indication that any of those people will be in it as incidental cast? I didn't know what the story of this was what 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 is the story Black of? Adam's son somehow sacrificed himself him. to save his sure. life we don't know when we don't no. know who and turn him into a Green Lantern knockoff no it's a Shazam knockoff right okay yes, it's just like, he, he looked like he had a CGI super suit on so I assume sure he was he Green Lantern they all do these days <laughs> I mean Marvel gave up on the real thing quite a while ago now, <laughs> um, except for t- today's film suggests there was it's true. a lot it's of true. very plastic looking <laughs> real suits very <laughs> rubber suits yeah. <laughs> we'll um, save that for we've got 30 more trailers to get through um, um, yeah, and then and then and then Doctor Fate says you can either save the world or destroy it. Yeah, and he's like, eh, nice to have decide. options. Yeah, can't decide. I'll let you know. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. Mm. Well, that means you're not a hero then. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. the point. He's an anti-hero. He's right. not your typical. As I say, so are we, we going to unlike watch Superman, him, like, who in the DC universe never killed anyone until he absolutely can't, can't had rem- to can't remember him ever killing anyone no can't remember him smiling didn't laser eyes through a whole skyscraper didn't snap a guy's neck right there no 
No, no, no. no. Anyway, unlike those good guys, Superman and yeah. Batman, or the Batman, don't know which one it is. Who but definitely Batman doesn't kill anyone killed. with those never. big automatic thing. machine guns. It's the guns. weird thing. Never killed anyone. How odd. Um, yeah, this guy does. That right. would be a twi- what a twist. Or Shazam, who I'm pretty sure like <laughs> slaughtered half a shopping centre in his film, didn't he? I mean, by accident. That, that you know. funny. <laughs> That rampage that he goes on in the final third. It's, it's kind of, I mean, it felt more kick-ass than Shazam, but hey, that's the way the DCU want to go. And uh, yeah, so in the comics, the Black Adam is kind of the anti-Shazam, but obviously they've turned that around to be, oh god, oh god, what are we going to do with this? I guess we've got to make Dwayne Johnson the star, and he doesn't. Is this want to just be a, bad a stealth guy. Shazam sequel? No, because there is a Shazam sequel coming right. with Zachary Levy. Oh again. yes, and Wrath and, of the Gods or something. Yeah, There's a whole Shazam family. That's right. The the, the family um, the with fa- him, the family the, the Shazam. Yeah, the family Shazam, something like that. I can't remember what they're called. And yet, this will be entirely separate or connected. Or do you know? I I definitely do you not know or not Shazam, actually care. Well, both. Okay. But I, I suspect that Shazam will make a cameo in this. Zachary Levy will show up. Do you think and it will su- be terrible? Do you think Superman will? No. <laughs> Would we recognise him if he did? Good question. Who is Superman these days? Who is it? Seriously, who is it? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of is Dwayne John Johnson Krasinski? walking. Does John Krasinski play Dwayne Johnson's dog in this one? Oh, that would be good. Or his son. Yeah. Just really confusing all. What? <laughs> so there's lots of him looking cool. Yeah. There's lots of explosions. what looks like they've stolen the spaceship from Black Panther <clears throat> and yeah, possibly yeah. gone to um, what's the name of the city in Black Panther the secret city in Africa <laughs> it is Wakanda but I really nearly said Rwanda <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not good technically that's the country though isn't it well Wakanda's the country yeah, yeah what's the, well, is the, does the, the city, city have a name I don't know. come on you're the Marvel one here Wakanda City <laughs> Like, like, like Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> Probably. So there looked to be a lot of ripping off of that tech for reasons that wasn't clear. Well, the the atom or atom smasher, as my internet device tells me, he's no. called. Looks um, no. looks like he runs around a bit like Ant Man in reverse. Yeah. Or Giant Man as he turns Giant up. Giant. Hawkeye looked kind. Not Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye yeah. Hawkman looked kind of cool with his I mean, silly wings. I mean, that's what amazes me is they've made Hawkman look kind of cool, which is not easy to do. <laughs> Did he look a bit cooler than Black Adam? Yeah, he did, didn't he? As a yeah, as a yeah hero type stature thing. And yeah, yeah there's no real clear threat through line of plot in this trailer. It certainly isn't clear what is going on, except very much to tell us that Black Adam kills or people. Or if there's any going to be any level of risk or danger to our main character. Because we didn't get a sniff of the villain. If there looks, is one, he looked. I assumed it's Doctor Fate because with oh. a name like that. Being played by, Pri- by by being played by Prius Brosnan, <laughs> I can't imagine. You see, I'm so shocked by the idea he's playing good guy that I can't yeah. get my words out. I suspect the end of the second act, he might betray Black Adams and turn into his ultimate form. Oh, of some form. Doctor Fate's a fairly stoic hero usually, though, isn't he? It's Is just he? A, yeah, yeah. It's got the guy with the ankh on his chest, and it's just like, oh, there's stuff. I don't know, it's such a generic name. Well, yeah, I mean, it's DC. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, that... I don't know what this... We've filled up an image from the device. That image wasn't in the trailer we saw, no. was it? Unless it was very quick. But that does... Anytime a superhero covers their entire face, 
with gold. <laughs> Is that really a superhero look? It'd be fine. <laughs> But I mean, that's going to be the point, isn't it? Is 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 he going to be the hero, or or is he going to or be? Or is the, Black the, Adam the going to be both? Yeah. Dum, bum, and, and at the same time, neither. And the whole <laughs> thing is therefore pointless. I don't know. So, do you do you think this looks crap based on what you've seen, or do you think, think this looks crap. looks crap based on the history of what DC have generated? Yeah, I don't think this looked crap because my all. expectations are very low. But a lot of it is driven by what's come before it. Yeah, that's true. It. I mean, it didn't look bad. But it, but the trailer was a mess. I thought it looked kind of bad. I thought like the CG and the and the, the they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, but it, it didn't good. look like anything entertaining was happening. Well, as a trailer, it was a mess. You couldn't yeah. pick out a through line of plot or point or really character. I mean, you know, humans obviously showed up to be the exposition vomited onto them um, but as opposed to metahumans yeah <laughs> is that what? okay fine just checking um, so yeah you know they don't have a great track record and this doesn't convince you that it's going to get better but it's it didn't out. do anything to destroy it for me okay fair enough due out in October I believe another October half term a while maybe. to go yep yeah, yeah. so it's that or bros hmm going to be a tricky one I suspect I mean if those are the two options that is quite a tricky choice because one but I don't want to see, but I wouldn't mind. And the other one I kind of do want to see, but it might be terrible. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh-oh. We haven't even got to your decision point yet. We haven't even got to the end of October. Next not. trailer. See how they run. <clears throat> oh, I like this. This is I the, like this immediately. This is the film that Knives Out should have been. Oh, you think? This, this is what you so wanted. Good. You wanted a kind of Keystone Cops sort of... Old fast style murder <laughs> fast mystery. murder mystery. This looked so entertaining. Uh, is it because you're old? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've already established we're both young and hip. You want to return to it. the days of basically an Agatha Christie stage play. <laughs> Agatha you want, you Christie want by the death way. on the Nile, but <laughs> by fun. the way of no, Noel Coward. Yeah, I see. I don't I mean, see a problem with that. Prove me wrong. It's, it's disappointing. Sam Rockwell didn't have as good a moustache or as, as good an accent. Well. Did he actually say anything apart from grunt occasion? He said a, occasionally he said a couple, trailer. and it wasn't great. I was, it was expecting to be a, English. I was I think. expecting a lot more charisma from Sam Rockwell. Well, it's probably because his accent will be terrible, and they want to hide it in the trailer. <laughs> However, they should that, know that didn't stop Quero. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, was I was going to say Sam, Rell, Sam Rockwell is not directing this, so maybe no. that's where it comes from. But um, Sam Rock, I mean, what a cast! What a cast! Sam Rockwell who, to my knowledge, has never, ever had a bad performance in anything he's ever done, regardless of how small or inconsequential. Wow. He's fantastic. He is, yeah. And so that's a great big thumbs up to start with. And the fact that he's clearly headlining this um, just gives me more faith in the people making (laughs) it. Barely, compared to who else is on the cast. Absolutely. But, I mean, he's front and centre, you know, in the credits. Sirsa Ronan, um, great actor. She was very funny in this. Yeah, she was. It's a little bit worrying that her repetitive gag got repetitive and annoying in a three-minute trailer. And and was shown at least three times in the trailer. Yes, (laughs) so hopefully there's more to her than that. Hopefully, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Adrian Brody, who mercifully is a corpse fairly early on in the trailer. Are you not so, a fan of? Mr. I mean, Brody? not anymore. I'm, he tainted... Was it the Predator film that did no, it? No, weirdly, you? that's kind of on the plus column for me, <laughs> as far as Adrian Brody goes. <laughs> it's his other stuff and his kind of po faced attitude a lot of the time. Plus, you know, some fairly unsavoury off screen. Well, 
He looked to be playing full farce here. Yeah, in true. His fun kind of, you know, threatening gangster style. Everyone's yeah. out to get him. In the same he's, he's overacting. The victim. In the same overacting way that he does for all of the um, but that's, Wes but, Anderson. Films. But that's going to fit in this film. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but Surely. Uh, equally, I'm not unhappy that he's going to be dead <laughs> soon. Ruth Wilson, always great. Shirley Henderson, fantastic. Um, David Oyelowo, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This Sorry. is my job to butcher the surnames. <laughs> I'm trying to read you. it upside down. <laughs> um, also got uh, Rhys Shearsmith, best known from the League of Gentlemen. Who, who can surely amazed. overact Adrian yeah, exactly. Brody out of this film. <laughs> I'm amazed he was billed so high. Also saw a small role, I think, for Tim Key, wasn't Indeed. it? Indeed. Tim yeah. Key is in it. Love Tim Key. Comedian slash poet. It's, uh, it's just tremendous. And this is a murder mystery. Adrian Brody, uh, again, Looks not a spoiler. Looks to be like 30s, maybe 20s yeah. style, didn't you? Yeah, 30s. Yeah, one of these films that could, the 40s that could, that, like Knives Out, it might turn out to be set in modern times. Yeah, and it's I just don't think weird so. stuff. But, but yeah, it looked like the as 20s long as it and 30s. De- yeah. decides, as long as it doesn't decide to turn into a grimy crime thriller halfway through, yeah. this will be a great, great film. And it's, and it's kind of goofy. And the whole point is Adrian Brody turns up dead. Sam Rockwell and Sessa Ronan are. And there's the also police. a film you'd like to see. <laughs> Sam Rockwell and Sessa Ronan are the police who turn up to investigate. They do it. not appear to be entirely competent. No. Well, Sam Rockwell may be, may be very competent, well, and, but I, quiet I, I, and brooding. I suspect he's playing the. Um, Grizzled old detective. Yeah. Yes. And Sessa yes. Ronan is the new. The kid. Daniel Craig role of. I, <laughs> I, I act like an idiot. The, well, the Columbo role. I act yeah. like an idiot, but in fact, I, the wheels are turning and I'm figuring it all out. Or, or not. They both could be farcically bad. Uh, or, 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 or just well, and they just look into it. Competent. Yeah. Or it ends as Or it ends with them all dead because they didn't figure it out. The yeah, film ends not? as a cold case. Just, he just puts like the folder in the, on the shelf it's and walks like, off again. Just oh, well, you win yeah. some, you lose some. Never did figure that one out. Oh, well. <laughs> Cuts to him in retirement with like a whiskey bottle and a revolver still... Uh, haunted by the murder of Adrian Brody. And then he Brody. suddenly goes, wait a minute, it's the one who wasn't dead at the end. <laughs> They're the murderer. Uh, yes, so Adrian Brody turns up dead. Obviously, there's a lot of suspects, all from this play, people who were staging a play at the time. Yeah, um, a lot of flashbacks then, to them all suddenly having reasons to kill Adrian yes, Brody. Yes, of course. And then it seems like there might be another murder because they start saying, oh, we're not just... We're not just suspects, we're also potential victims. And so it'll be a, we've got to figure it out who it is before everyone dies. The classic. Uh, but it looks so like it's a like lot the of thing. fun. <laughs> it is like that 2011 film, The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just uh, With Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, the guy who played Owen Lars in the prequels. Yes, him. Crazy. Um, so my only concern is this feels like the kind of thing that might work better on the stage than on the, on the film. Uh, will it be uh, all people falling over? Or will there be some actual humour to it? It will depend on who the director is for me. If it's a stage director, mm. it will go too long and fall flat. If it is a film director, then as long as they keep it under like 110 minutes... Looks, I like, a, you looks could... like a lot of TV stuff, a lot of BBC stuff. Yeah, you could pull something snappy well, out of that. Well known for BBC Proms and Glastonbury. Yee, that, that, this could be his first feature film scripted. by the looks of it. <laughs> Things. <laughs> Rot roll. Okay. A little bit. Mm, okay, but look, so much fun. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if it's not, not good, to spoil the then decision, whoever did the trailer deserves an award. It's the best trailer we've seen, we've seen today by a yeah. country mile, haven't we? <clears throat> not to spoil what's coming. September not, the yeah. 9th. September. See how they run. 
looks like a lot of fun. See how they run to the box office Boom. to book their tickets. See how they run all the way to the bank. With right. All of, all of Speaking that of going all the way to the bank. All the way to the bankrupt. Our last courts. trailer, finally. Yes. This is Avatar, The Way of the Water. Absolutely. Not to pull back the curtain yeah. too much, but you forgot this trailer. <laughs> as, well, as I suspect many people will forget the film, even if they go and see it. Avatar, the uh, erstwhile many... most... Are most profitable film years? of all time. No, we're more than 10 years. I think it's Avatar. 10 years. I thought it was 2012. Okay. Could be 2009, I'm not sure. Because nobody That's remembers it That's the kind of thing a competent a podcast would have looked up. Not for Avatar, they wouldn't. Okay. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Disney bought Avatar, and nobody even remembers that. There is a part of Disney World that is Avatar Land, and nobody knows about it. You were right the first no time, 2009. 2009, there we go. So it is more than 10 years. Yeah. Do you remember when James Cameron made Terminator in 1984? And then in 1991, there was a rumour that a sequel was coming around. But this time, Arnie was going to be playing the good guy Terminator. And there'd be an even cooler Terminator. With effects like you'd never seen. And it was amazing. And it was basically one of the few sequels mm. in the world that was ever better than the original. Are you saying this time Sigourney Weaver's going to be playing a bad avatar? <laughs> And the special effects are going to be amazing. No, I'm saying this is going to be a massive flop and no one's going to go and see it. Because <laughs> no one cares about Avatar or ever did for but more than the time they were in the film. said that about Avatar. No, they didn't. They, they said didn't. this is going to be a massive flop. It's not a license. It's not a, based on a comic book that. or an old TV show. I don't know what you're thinking It's not going to make they any didn't money. They say that. They said James Cameron has revolutionary new 3D film technology that will blow your minds and everyone is going to go and see this film. It's going to change the world of cinema forever. And it didn't even change that day for the people <laughs> who went to see it. And it was forgotten Immediately, it did force 3D cinema on us for another, yeah, like, like four several, years. We had so. several, and remember, we had to avoid a 3D showing of today's film. That's true. The effects are still lingering. They're still more than ten years. <laughs> That's since. been its most lasting impact. <laughs> has been a way for cinemas to get another quid out. Okay. I was going to say the most lasting impact is the shelf in my house full of 3D specs because <laughs> I would never Cause, remember cause to they take won't them. biodegrade for thousands of years. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> Environmentalist Cameron. <laughs> I wonder if in the way of water at the bottom of the trench there's a big pile of these 3D IMAX glasses. And we all get told off for not recycling. Yeah, for not recycling them. Well, it's your fault, James. Um, yeah, who's in this film? So Don't care. Um, do what's it about? It's about James Cameron wants to have sex with the ocean. It's weird and stupid and boring and wrong. Do you think the likes of Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana and Sigourney Weaver have 10 years of being paid? Because they started this quite a while ago, and they, there was a talk of them making like three or four at the same no, time. Yeah, yeah, they're going to make like three more? sequels lined up. Or and something, I don't know yeah. how many of them filmed, but they've definitely been. He's been, they've been written for a good five to six years, if yeah, not more. But, or it's a terrible deal where they sign the contract for three and they're now losing money because it's taking so long to film that it's costing them money. Well, costing the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hang on, I got a million quid for this, but I've been filming it for six years. <laughs> like, it would explain, you know, I why Sam Worthington's been expensive. too busy to get in any other Hollywood blockbusters <laughs> since... Um... Um. That Terminator? Ooh. Did he? Or was that the other guy? No, he's one of the Terminators. He, is he? He's in one, one of, of the, the John Connors. He's in the Christian Bale Terminator. No, Christian Bale was John Connor in that. He's in Yeah, but he's in Terminator Salvation. Is he? He was in Clash of the Titans in 2010. Right. 
You're right, it's been a quiet time. Yeah, he's announced for Avatar The Way of the Water, Avatar 3, Avatar 4, and Avatar 5. Good Getting grief. us all the way to 2028. Fingers crossed on that. Can't wait for all the Avatar sequels. What's the story in this one? Nothing. There's water. Who cares? Maybe they found a new source of unobtainium. Uh, yes. Um, well, or it'll have to be, you know, they have to up the stakes for the sequel. They're just going to call it Bollocksium. <laughs> Just like, who cares, Ian? Giovanni Ribisi is back. Is he? Stephen Lang is back, and I don't even think he survived Avatar 1. Well, I happen to know a little bit about his character in this one, but there you go. Um, it's 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 unofficially wasn't in the trailer, so I don't. Well, don't don't it. give us any spoilers. For the sake of spoilers. You know, we want to know exactly what happens when we. We want to go into the experience. Yeah. As, as, as... <clears throat> I mean, the reason I forgot this is because there was nothing happening in the trailer. Yeah. There was some of that cool military tech again. He still knows how to make, you know, alien-style military gear. Yeah, absolutely. Funky. Yep. If he crossed Halo with aliens, you'd get he the CGI mean... from this. Know how to make alien stuff look cool. No. Um, they're very colourful. <clears throat> they're very tall, very blue. They don't they're look all blue. that spectacular as or they realistic. did. Realistic. 13 years it's ago. It's not as groundbreaking. When, genuinely, when you see some of the things that are coming out in computer games these days, like, you know, the Horizon Forbidden West stuff where you can see the pores on her skin and the slight rosacea where she's been exposed <laughs> to too much sun and then you see blue people slapped on everything it's like I mean it's good it's mm. not crap but it's not revolutionary anymore no it's certainly not in cinema no I mean so, yeah, Disney are recreating actors and true, digitally yeah. young, making them look younger That's in the true. time we've had Tron face go from by the time Avatar like 3 comes out Disney will have found a way to steal souls from humans <laughs> And use them to reanimate. Probably using the money from or the money from Avatar or the money to pay for Avatar. Do you think this will flop? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I can't see how it could possibly go because name a a single person that has spoken about the world, like in a world where everything is like Disney are desperate to spin out Star Wars and Marvel. Everyone is trying to eke out every known property for any single thing they can get. Avatar's done nothing ever. There's a video game on the way. I think it hasn't quite made the Way of the Water release, which is saying something, but there is a classic Ubisoft release due next year, I believe. Okay. But you're right, it's not the cinematic universe I think everyone expected it to be. But then it was... Maybe that was the appeal of the original, that it was a one-off spectacular. Then that's not going to help the sequel. No, very true. (laughs) Very true. Where, I mean, the only things we could take away from it in terms of plot were it's Avatar but underwater, right? I almost look forward to it making as much money as Jurassic Park just to see your face when you find out. (laughs) But which Jurassic Park? (laughs) The original one or the one that's just flopped? They all get into the billions. Mm, Not the latest one, I don't think. Well, that's what you said about the one before that. True. And And then they discovered. Do, do we really need to go through that trauma again? Of you finding out the worldwide box office gross of the last no, you're couple right. of, ja- of Jurassic Park films? And you're right, I'd rather live in ignorance. <laughs> I'd want to know the box office of Jackass, because 20 years later they made another one of those, and that's a less unlikely comeback than an Avatar sequel, in my opinion. And half of the Jackass people are dead. Right, so we've, gone some, we've, we've had a lot of films to review, so it's fair we've drifted a little off topic. Uh, December release again December the 16th for Avatar damn you don't you dare try and hoover up people who were bored at Christmas Avatar <laughs> Is the, I think it's going to make money I want it to be like Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe where the only way that like it's halfway through Santa shows up and gives the Avatar people gifts <laughs> I'd watch it then alright fine so 
We've got through a ton of trailers. We have. We've used up the entire podcast. We haven't talked about yeah. the film at all. Well, don't yeah. worry. We'll the film was rubbish, so that's fine. <laughs> um, which one are you going to go see? Uh, see how they run. It looks like so much fun. It looks like so much fun. Honorary mention would probably go to Bros because I haven't seen that before, and I'm, it could be really good. It did. It did look pretty entertaining, I have to say. But you're right. It's um, see how they run yeah. a country mile. Well, there you go. So we're both going off to see that. Yeah. Uh, as 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 I'm sure they'll put on the poster, um, like Knives Out but fun, or what Knives Out should have been, according to Jim Lee. Well, we won't shit the bed the way Knives <laughs> Out does. In the wild and incorrect opinion of Jim Lee. Anyway, we're both going to see this film instead. Indeed. So uh, do it, Jurassic do it World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. One point three billion. Good. God, what are you people right, doing? Main event time. Ah, right, I'm going to go away and cry, and then I'll come back for the main event, which this time was. Thor: Love and Thunder. It was good. The end. Okay. Was it good what, what, though? What have we got? Well, no, we've got, we've got another few minutes to film. I really like this. Did you not really like Did this? You? Um, I enjoyed it in the moment, and then as soon as I thought about it, I thought, "What was the point of any of this?" Welcome to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly it, how all their films now work. So, I mean, in the, the moment, the, they are just a cavalcade yeah. of light and chaos and humour and action and then the minute you leave the cinema you're kind of ah and, and so am I, well, am, that's I am I wrong for thinking that because, because you're wrong all, for expecting anything more yeah but I would expect something more because previously obviously everything had build, been building towards phase one phase two blah 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 there was a grander plan and all yes. of the films subtly leaned in that direction one way or another even if it was just sort of post credit things and this doesn't. So yes, that could entirely be my fault for expecting this to be relevant, larger than within itself. Um, but equally, it suffers very obviously from the problem of realising that it isn't going to get new people through the door unless it has to explain quite a lot of what's gone on before, <laughs> sometimes in fairly excruciating detail. I don't know that there's a way around that. There's probably a I way to do it more elegantly. I thought it handled it fairly well in making it a comedy bit. It tried, yeah. It, you know, it, it it didn't have two characters stand around and literally say, oh, wow, this is just like what happened to you two films ago. Yeah, fair enough. Well, mm, who's that person? I mean, Instead, it, it, it lampshaded it in a humorous way. And Most that's of the, the time. And that's trying. But part of the problem is... I'm not saying is, it succeeded yeah, in every attempt, but, but at least that's trying. That's fair. And part of the problem is, so because say, of the complexity of it, it had to do that three would or you have four or preferred five it times. If it was more interlaced with the other MCU films you've seen so far would you prefer it if Thanos turned no. up in this or the equivalent um, so here's the thread that I started pulling on that, that led me to con contemplate the whole thing and its relevance to even itself right and that is the aesthetic of it brought through if nothing else in the end credits mm. um, how lovingly, it is lovingly beautifully homage to hard rock 80s slash early 90s I was going right? to say is it just an 80s rock album cover and then I sort of thought that's cool why though 
why, why is it all Guns N' Roses and people going, like I've just discovered Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, and it's like, right, but early Guns N' Roses, not our Guns N' Roses. And then you thought, well, I mean, because that's cool, and Guardians of the mm. Galaxy did it, but Guardians of the Galaxy did it because he was taken in the 80s to space. Right, oh, okay. And that, you know, the yeah. thread comes from there. Here, they've just done it because, I guess, it's, it's different cool. And it's fun. It is fun, and that's and so fine. It, and so it doesn't feel like every other superhero film it immediately gives it a but different but it feels athletic. like at least two other superhero films the Guardians of the Galaxy films and really? kind so of the knockoff f- Suicide Squad so did it film. feel wow so you thought it felt a lot like the Guardians of the Galaxy films yeah because I thought it yeah. was a lot sillier and irreverent than those but maybe I'm misremembering them as the, well yeah there were sillier bits but the more the structure it to the of Suicide Squad the you, su- no only because su- the first um, the first Suicide, suicide squad. squad was a was so you a mean Suicide Squad yeah sorry Suicide Squad, <laughs> not these two. Obviously, that's my mistake, and I take full responsibility. I'm glad you nobody else is to blame for that inexcusable error on my part. Yeah, I'm talking about the 2016 Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad from 2020 last year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was very similar to in. The way it's just a bunch of stuff kind of thrown mm. together, one thing after another, and and I maybe thought, maybe you're right. I it thought is silly, but it's fun. it was all over the place. Yeah, and it had some of the most jarring swings of tone I can remember in any of the Marvel films or any film for a long time. Yeah, and there's a couple that really did not land for me at all. Yeah, um, it works if you go from deadly serious to comedy. When you go from high comedy to Cancer, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean, a yeah. smash cut to, ter- to, to terminal cancer. Smash cut yeah. to terminal cancer, I think, was one that really jarred. And then there was another thing. I think that's just probably a spoiler. Smash cut to something else, and it's just like, wow, woo, okay, I'm, I'm a little dizzy. Now, yeah, and but, I'm, I'm still giggling, and now I feel like you've made me feel like a bad person. But uh, I mean, and again, part of that maybe is my fault for expecting it to be something more than it is. It is silly and fun and a giant mess that doesn't hold any greater meaning or value than to entertain in the moment Mm. that you are sat there. And that is fine, but I don't think it's going to go down as one of those where you go, wow, that was actually... I think that helps it to be more to stand alone and just concentrate on being entertaining. Yeah. It doesn't have to introduce character X who's going to do so great things down the line in another film. And it seems to me like that's what they're using the TV shows more for now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the, the big dramatic tra- I'm not I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but I think the big dramatic transformations and you know the new characters, the new big bads, the new, you know, film characters in some sense are being introduced in the TV shows to make you buy Disney Plus. Yeah. And they're letting the film stand alone a bit more. Whether that's a good thing, I don't know. Because I quite liked how interconnected Phase Three got. Well, the point is, if but, they become self-contained, then they also sort of become throwaway. It means that nobody can grow. Yes. Like, and so potentially that is a reaction to people saying, "Look, you need to know so much now to get into this mm. that I can't get on board." But the danger is, you go the other way, which is the DC They've movies, d- where you say, "Well, look, every one is handled by a different team." And people do start to notice that, oh, that's the same guy, but he's acting nothing like he did over here. (laughs) Now, clearly that's not happening here yet. No. I still think they They have a complete handle on what's going on. I just think they've made a conscious decision to do that, and I don't know if it's... But it's certainly... you. 
they've definitely reached the point where they have to do one thing or the other because it's so interlaced mm. and there's so much backstory for all of these individuals but none of them developed at all in this film <laughs> like not really I think they kept Thor telling goes you on no. quite a journey I compared to where he, he was in I think compared to where the character in Avengers Endgame mm. I think this is quite a dramatic arc for him to go through and I think it's really cleverly pitched in terms of exes and not just the ex-girlfriend in the trailer but a number of exes yeah. I thought that was really deftly handled in what could have been very throwaway and actually to keep returning to it and using it as a fun story I think it didn't go where I was expecting it to go because he starts off with the Guardians of the Galaxy mm. and I was a little bit surprised how throwaway they are yeah. in the overall story yeah. that felt like one of these where you've been handed off a situation from the previous director and you go well actually I don't really like, want that like um, Kenneth Branner to himself potentially at the, the end of Murder on the Orient Express they went Mr Poirot there's been a murder in Egypt and yet Death on the Nile starts before the murder happens oh, so right. Poirot in that. a restaurant has to say I've just come back from Egypt not that murder a different one <laughs> Wow, that is a very deep cut. It's, it's weird. I, I was going to go with the Star Wars, okay, the latest Star Wars trilogy, yeah. but fine. Go, sure. with, go with Poirot. That, I believe that was more widely seen. So you're saying, you know, I don't let know whether, the past die, kill I mean, it if you have to. Not necessarily. I just find it interesting the way the directors kind of go, yeah, that's not the story I want to tell at all. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm gonna, getting rid of you guys. Or maybe a different producer said, I can't afford them for more <laughs> than a small sequence. But their, and I think their sequence is actually, for me, probably the highlight of the film. It's absolutely tremendous, the Guardians of the Galaxy Thor stuff at the start. With those yeah. weird kind of antagonists who look like they're straight out of a Jim Henderson Labyrinth film. I thought they were amazing. I mean, they were pretty cool. I find why, did they, why did they yeah. not return? Why was that not an aesthetic of this film, yeah. frankly? Because last time, right, the aesthetic was... But then I was... really liked the stuff they did later on. There's, we, there's a bit in the trailer where they go to the black and white world. Mm. And that looks tremendous. It's very obviously aping the old... Um, uh, what's his face? Swedish, you know, before New Wave black and white stuff in its aesthetic not in its it's that phase two marble yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it's, it's an interesting yes that kind of thing I interesting wow okay cinematic so Gore the Butcher is based on death but they don't play chess yes right okay I see yes well they sort of play chess <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> right yes of course um, it's actually checkers audience <laughs> which is terrible in black and white because they can't tell which which colour they are? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that, but that that had the t maybe that had the so tone many, of more. There's so many great aesthetic choices in it, but you're right. Maybe it's all surface and there's nothing. But no, to the, hold the, it the bit with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the start that absolutely had more of the tone I was kind of expecting. But maybe right. that's the tone of a Guardians of the Galaxy yes. film, yeah. and not a tone of uh, the tone of a Thor film. But if you look back to the last one, that had such a through line of of aesthetic of of um, visual of story yeah. through it and this one did not have that this is definitely all. a bunch of events yeah the and through it kept telling you that there was weaker. a and i mean <laughs> I, I, will, I will freely admit to the end sequence i had completely lost track of what the MacGuffin was yeah and what our baddie was trying to do i, I understood the, the latest step 
but yeah. I didn't understand what he was actually trying to achieve and that was really struggling and the bad guy was only there because they need to have a bad guy <laughs> like it seemed like the story they wanted to tell was much more intimate and personal mm. and then they went right but it is a 200 million dollar got to have some fights. you better have a bad guy yeah that seemed very odd didn't mm. it? I do not think Gore the I Butcher, mean, the even... Gore the God Butcher, yes, to give him his full name, played by our erstwhile English actor, mm. Mr. Mr. Christian well, Bale. Well, no, I mean, he's a stalwart Welsh actor. A Welsh think. actor yeah. is he? Christian British. Still, um, yeah, it felt. I'm not sure he was as good as Christopher Eccleston. I, you're wrong. <laughs> But that's your Thor 2 bias <laughs> working. He had a fantastic range. He's in, he's in the right areas. <laughs> he, did, he did a huge amount, possibly too much. <laughs> he did a huge <laughs> amount with not a lot. Was he in the wrong film? Uh, if you'd put Helen in Thor 2, I think that would have been a much better fit totally. There was, defi- there was definitely a... He definitely veered towards the camp at times. Yeah. But I just don't think he had the charisma or he towed the line the way that Hela managed to in Thor Ragnarok. He did Because she yeah. was just he, hit the high camp absolutely to a T. Yeah, she was in the same was world trying as to the others. Wobble a kind of creepy monster slash occasionally Kenneth Williams grin. Yeah, which really... Occasionally, yeah. And that's that's exactly it. He did a, a very good performance. But wasn't in the same film as the mm. other people, it seemed. And whose fault that is, I don't know. Because most of his story didn't really seem to be the same film as, no, as the others. No. You know, it's telling when you hear about people go, and the actors came to me with, with their ideas and we all discussed all these things they wanted to do. And it's like, that's great for collaboration if it's improving in a scene. But that can go too far if it suddenly becomes, oh, actually, I've changed my mind because I didn't have such a firm idea of what I wanted this to be, <laughs> and now it's about this. But no, we can still have that bit that you want, and then what you end up with is something that ticks all of the boxes, yeah, but you're not to really me, sure it, why it's bothering It felt like a weird kind of... We've got to have a sympathetic villain, because all villains have to be sympathetic now. We can't yeah. have somebody who's out-and-out out evil, even though that worked brilliantly for Ragnarok. I mean, we should have There's somebody nothing. who's out-and-out out evil. There's nothing sympathetic about Hela. She's fantastic. Yeah. And we'd written the end scene... And we had to work backwards from it. Yeah. That's what it kind of felt like. And again, also, on the, to Marvel's credit, what they always do is they make sure that their main characters are in a different place from where they started. They are yeah. Not necessarily emotionally on their journey, but in a yeah. kind of, we're ripping up, we're not just going to have, you know, say, we're not going to have Captain America working for S.H.I.E.L.D., every single film. And then he's, we're yeah, going to yeah. detonate S.H.I.E.L.D. and say, we'll figure it out next time. And they have very much done that in this film. Yes. They have very, very much done that in this film, throwing a real monkey wrench to whoever's going to pick up whatever Thor does next in whichever film that happens to be. Oh, I hope it's called What Thor Did Next. (laughs) Um, Which, it it isn't say it's bad. Like, I was entertained for the life of it. Mm. Um, And stylistically, it's good. And Taika Waititi is a great... Director. Well, did he take on too much? Yeah. Because he's written the entire film. Right. There's a lot of him in it. What's, yeah. he, what's he called? Korg. Korg. Yeah. Has a lot, carries a lot of the film. <laughs> Probably has <laughs> more lines than Valkyrie. He does, yeah. And her story kind of got sidetracked. Yeah, that was disappointing. That it kind of, she got once again got a bit written out. Yeah. In fact, it more so than she doesn't write Ragnarok. Yeah, two thirds of the way through. Yeah. 
I got really concerned. There's a point, our dramatic kind of two-thirds point, it's set up for Thor to go it alone. And it was kind yeah. of like, you've written a great story with Lady Thor, whatever we call Jane Foster's Thor character. You've got Mighty the Valkyrie. Yeah. We've written those two out for a dramatic finale. And then, they, to be fair, I thought they came up with something better. <laughs> really? I, 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 yeah. do, do you hate the idea of that final clash? Because I thought that was brilliant. No, In an element it... of just total, who cares? This is bonkers, it and did, people will love it. It did one of the minor sins of, of modern blockbuster filmmaking, where part of the plot is about trying to find a thing because it's so hard to do or get to or obtain, and then you realise you've written yourself into a corner, and so people can suddenly do that thing immediately and without mm, consequence. Okay, and they maybe. almost got away with maybe. it. If you're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, you could say, oh, they kind of set that up earlier and that yeah. sort of kind of goes like that. You see, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, modern cinematic sin of accents. <laughs> do we need to talk about Russell Crowe? <laughs> well, can, we, can we leave him and I don't on? see what's wrong with it. It's insane. It's a ludicrous <laughs> accent. The best I can hope well, for is to say they were trying not to place it geographically, specifically, because it would then come off as offensive. Whereas, I whereas thought if they you were, can't possibly I tell where they, he's supposed to be I thought from. he was trying very specifically to place it geographically. Right. I just don't think, I just don't think Russell Crowe knows the difference between Greece and Italy. <laughs> Did the Italians worship Zeus? <laughs> I mean, don't we all, somewhere or other? <laughs> could you argue that the Roman gods adopting the Greek <clears throat> ones could... Anyway. He was fun. <laughs> I mean, again, there's a whole sequence that kind of, when it boils down to it, it seems like something they wanted to shoot and it didn't really have a point of yes. being there. That one definitely didn't lead to anything bigger except to say, here's a bunch of toys in the toy box. And I was about to say, it led to a new weapon for Thor so they can sell a new toy. Yeah, Thor yeah. with his new weapon. That seemed to be the only point of that yeah. sequence. But fine, it had some nice. It made for some nice visual effects when he and, got to use it. That's and, pretty you know, cool. And in, it uh, fits in with the idea of gods. And also, they I kind thought, of had a few jokes that if they, they really didn't want to cut. And you're like, fair enough. They were pretty fun. Again, in the moment, if you want to funny. protest of more about it not being interconnected at all, you wonder why there isn't more of the Eternals. Mm. There's yeah, kind of there's kind of bit. some nods to that world isn't in it, it, but it's. I guess oh, that's a positive that it's just subtly yeah. there. But one of the weird things was uh, some notable absences from that pantheon of gods. <laughs> some ones they didn't want to mention were there or not there. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Uh, but we'll leave that. Funny away. old world. Zeus was in it. Uh, Russell Crowe, and he was funny. It was the thing. It was funny. I found him less funny. Oh really? And once, once I'd got over the shock of the accent, he didn't. There, there was some physical comedy mm. that I liked, but I didn't find him a funny character. Not not in the way that Thor consistently makes me laugh. Well, Chris Hemsworth has great comic timing. The danger, I think, is that Taika Waititi is, is maybe veering a little bit too much towards comedy and away from... Because, mm. you know, it started out Thor being the fantasy style and Shakespearean, or maybe that's just the influence of Branner as the yes, director. Yes, that first was very one. much the first one. Um, the second one is an outrageous comedy. The second one's a terrible sort of <laughs> sci-fi mess. Um, so, I mean, you know, comedy. well, it, it, rank it in the Thor films then. <laughs> well, no film is as good as two. Right. <laughs> Not sure. I mean, did, well, before then, did you notice, did you feel it lacked the Loki? Did you think Loki not appearing hurt it? 
No, because the such, only I know thing they've done with Loki is what they've done seven times with Loki. Which they kind of lampshaded quite nicely yeah, in the yeah. film. I liked that bit. That was fine. That was but nice I, don't, I don't know, we didn't need him in At this, the moment, though. I thought, right now it feels like it was funnier than Ragnarok. But I don't think it was better than Ragnarok. Counterpoint, uh, I Thor Ragnarok highs, had Jeff Goldblum in it. I think the highs of Love and Thunder are better. Right. Because I think... Um, the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, is brilliant. Yeah. As the lady thought, I think she's tremendous. Difficult part again, but does it really, really well. Yeah. I think the comedy sequences and the fantasy elements of this are better, but the villain is so much less entertaining or interesting. There's no Hulk. Yeah. Because the Guardians of the Galaxy... There's no Death Goblin. The Guardians of the Galaxy is so underused mm. that probably Ragnarok is a better film. They couldn't have stayed in this story... For the whole thing. Maybe it could have been a different story. No, that's true. I thought they could have returned. So, so there were points yeah. where you could bring them yeah. back into the story rather than just literally saying, you go off and do something yeah. plot adjacent literally go that we don't quite else. understand. And maybe that's, you know, they need to save a lot of the stuff for Guardians 3. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was just a way of writing them out, wasn't it? I, I thought... I, I thought Chris Pratt didn't look like he was in shape to do much more. He looked quite spindly, was it? Was it just he wasn't, me? Uh, he wasn't on the superhero diet for, no. this, for this film. No. He knew he didn't have a shirtless scene Can't and therefore exactly. wasn't going to put the effort in. Whereas Chris Hemsworth, the biggest and most ripped he's ever been, the most scenes with exposed triceps in any Thor film. Possibly. It Possibly. was. Uh, That's another plus. Well, yeah, that's a phenomenal um, physical effort. Again, I, I it seems unfair to do down Christian Bale because I think he he transcended the material. Yeah, it's just that he didn't seem to be in the same film as anyone else. Like that's it, fair. it was a good it was a good performance. Again, maybe too much of a performance, but it was definitely not the right performance for yeah. this film. That, I think that's the problem. Everything in the film is so throwaway and silly and light-hearted. Mm. And he's there on a epic quest. To avenge to his a, to avenge child. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't quite... Also, one of the problems that they have um, is that the main bad guy's powers are shadow-based. And in the, in the common like modern cinema tradition of everything being too dark, generally, shadow powers honestly made it really difficult to tell what he was doing a lot of the time like we, even when that wasn't the point that you couldn't see him it's like oh they're shadow creatures and you're like are they like, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's smoke or supposed to be yeah. a tentacle and that took away from the colourful nature of everything else that was going on it made a nice yeah. contrast but it didn't yeah. actually it, it made it difficult made it to really see difficult. No, that's a very valid it probably <laughs> made the film significantly cheaper hopefully hopefully because <laughs> something had to um, so I, I, it was at its best as a comedy I think yep um, it had all some when, really all when nice Thor ideas. and Thor were kicking ass yeah that's always a lot of fun yeah that that's was good also and that is so comic booky. yes that looks yeah. you know Thor is one of the characters who can fight like they do in the comics yeah and and, and, and that look was... and you know adopt the same poses and you can practically hear the kapows coming off the screen, can't you? And I must say that when I came out of it, and before I started thinking probably too much about it, I did think exactly that, that it's nice that actually, you know, in the same way as Thor Ragnarok 
um, took a lot of its aesthetic cues from kind of the the Jack Kirby style mm. um, and and uh, its design elements from you know comic book style scale of things. It was really nice that a lot of this <laughs> maybe had the sort of lack of internal logic that comic books do. Like, it very clearly, there is a thing going on. Are you and it seems super important <clears throat> one minute, and then actually when you've got to get it done in two pages, sometimes maybe you can show up and go, oh, look, but we didn't think of this. There we go, problem solved. And phew, don't forget to subscribe to the comic. Like a DC film, you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, aren't they famous for making four-hour cuts? <laughs> With incredibly easy to sort out MacGuffins because everyone's too busy being angsty. So, so to I'd do any still. Given that I'd put Thor Ragnarok first, I'd probably still put this second in the yeah. Thor film. I mean, it's a lot better than the first one. That just doesn't compare yeah. to where they've gone with Thor, I think. But then I think that's that's also a victim of Marvel know how to make better films now. Yeah, and you people watch, will accept when you more. watch a phase one film versus even a phase, you know a phase three, phase four. It's just a whole different yeah. echelon of filmmaking. They've got so much better, so much more streamlined at what they do. And everyone's seen a they dozen can afford a lot better music licenses. True, that's true. Um, so yeah, uh, fun, fun post credit sequences. They're fine. Both of which advance the plot, I think. Depends, you know, if they if they have a different director or go in a different direction. For the next one, it, the director will just be, yeah, well, I'm throwing that away as well. <laughs> you know, they're going to last yeah, Jedi. That, that doesn't feel like the MCU way. You no. Can, you can understand it maybe over different film, you know, franchises, but I think I think they've got enough planned out. I can't see that being the story. I'm not sure what's going to happen in that Thor sequel if they follow through on the promise of the post credit scenes. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a ride. But then isn't that the point? True. <laughs> want to know what they do, yeah. Although it does strike me that... Well, we can't get into the detail of it, but one of the... the, the is it the first post-credit? Yeah, the first... The, I the thought mid-credit. The, fir- the mid-credit scene to me is basically that this is our plan for the sequel. Well, isn't it the Whereas same... Whereas the final one is more of a... Ah, also something else could be going on. Yes, but isn't the first one... I put it to you, sir. That, <laughs> that the first post-credit scene, or the mid-credit scene, is exactly the same scene as from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, Totally. Yep. Yep. No, and absolutely. Nothing's happened with that in ooh, five years or more. Well, that might be more to do with James Gunn's unfortunate Twitter account, right? Than actual Disney plans. His, his short holiday in the DC universe. <laughs> because the uh, character teased in that scene is cast for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Oh, so they are following through with that storyline completely. Fair enough. For ill, better or ill, when it comes to the Thor franchise, <laughs> given what we saw in our post credit yeah. scene stuff. But yeah, no, that is definitely apparently the main plot thread of Guardians 3. Oh, right. Well, we can't talk about that film, and not only because it hasn't come out yet, but mostly <laughs> because we're running very long on this one. Any other points to know? I mean... I don't think so. Uh, I enjoyed Natalie it. Portman was great. It's a delight to see her back. And I'm a amazed. delight for her to do, get something yeah. to do. I think that's yeah. the other side She's of looking it. pretty buff, actually. Yeah? She's been hitting the gym or whatever, but... You would hope so, for that kind of role. I don't know. You don't know. Um... Uh, Chris Hemsworth we've already talked about great mm. comic timing looking buffer than ever crazy Tessa Thompson brilliant isn't she fantastic great but kind of wasted again unfortunately but I mean she is officially her character is not a main character isn't it someone's going to take it no but could have been someone's going to suffer <laughs> when you said that. I mean she could have her own film franchise yeah hugely entertaining but someone's going to suffer in these sort of 
extravaganzas they, unless they become a you know Justice League four hour cut. They took a little bit of criticism on the last one when they said, "Oh, Disney's Marvel superhero introduces its first gay female character, which is apparently her," and we were supposed to, I, I guess, guess that she was bisexual or gay from a look she gave somebody in one <laughs> flashback scene. So they at least, you know, were explicit about that this time. That's true. They yeah. at least, you know, didn't brush it under the carpet. And, you know, especially in a, a, a an era where even recently, even the tiniest bit of deviation <laughs> from those norms has been pilloried by short-sighted or small-minded no, individuals. If she got shortchanged... They made a point of saying... You know, one scene with Cat Dennings... One video chat with Stellan Skarsgård. I'm they, amazed. He they are the real victims of the cuts in this film. Do we need more Eric Solvang? <laughs> if he's running around naked at Stonehenge, absolutely. You're suggesting that happened and they decided to not put it in the film. <laughs> well, then, I'm yes, suggesting we that's that. what got in trouble with Disney last time around. <laughs> Too many kids in this film to do that. Sorry. Uh, Come yeah. on, we've run very long. Very well. Anything else to say about it? Uh, I think I've, you I've, come off, I've come off a bit down on it. It yeah. was good. I don't think it will. I don't think it will end up being as well received as Thor Ragnarok. I would say it's of the same level as the Phase Four films. I would say you know that's fair. That's you know, very Black, fair. Black Widow, yes, the yeah. Eternals. You're yeah. thinking about here. None of them have been great. You're right. <laughs> None of them have hit the highs <laughs> yet of things like the final couple of Avengers, which is to be expected. But even yeah. I think the Phase Three films have been stronger so far. That's true, yes. I mean, the multiverse of madness is really good, but... Yeah, it is quite good. Maybe that's the... Shang-Chi was pretty good as well. Yeah, but quite generic in... A L- little bit, yeah. You know, I would say this is on a par with that, mm. personally. But hey, there's the budget's still... probably it's not, three times as much. It's not like they're making duds. That's true. Yeah, you could still, we can by pick... far, get a oh, worse two hours of yeah. cinema. But like, they're still the best... Super pets. They're still the most Adam, reliable... Example film studio out there if you like it you'll like it yeah yeah definitely well put that on the poster yeah. if you like the others <laughs> you'll like this one too so um you know we're running over a little bit but it's been a long time hopefully we'll get to see another film soon and then we'll do another podcast that's how it goes bye